This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon. I've said that one already. Good day, goodbye. Hello, how are you? Welcome along. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Uh, welcome along to Leicester fans everywhere. And also, if there's one or two Man United fans that aren't too happy to see at the moment that want to come and watch how a good team plays and feel what it's like to win a game again, this is the team for you. Who's number one, Craig? Well, it's us, mate, isn't it? And uh, 
Let's hope it stays that way to the end of the season. It's, just keep it's... if we just keep winning, then you know we don't have any of those sort of squeaky bum times, and uh, you know we can just relax into the summer. We can indeed, and um, we, we we could afford to lose one or two and still Five. be number one, couldn't we? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, we could, but um, yeah, let's not get into a habit. <laughs> no, no, but look. We've been miserable for like a season and a half. It's nice to actually be happy and have something to celebrate, isn't it? It is. And obviously, because we're Leicester fans, we're always looking for the next defeat. Yes. You know, that's yes. that's the bit now. We, we allow ourselves to enjoy this a little bit. Mm. And then now it's it's we're, we're moving into doom and gloom. Uh, the next game is going to be the one. And uh, but we but have said that for quite a few games this we season. Have haven't every we? game. Every yeah. next game has been the tough one. It has. Uh, yeah. Every test that's been thrown at us, we've passed with flying... Well, not necessarily with flying colours, let's be honest, but we, we've we've passed. Um, so, hello to Highfields. How are you? You're in Chelmsford. Um, nice to see you, Highfields. Reese is in. Good evening, uh, Reese. How are you? Uh, Steve is also in. Um, as is Scott. Welcome along, Scott. How Scott. are you? Uh, I'm hoping for once me and Craig can agree on the team to play Leeds, so I may have to give up. Look, we've given up on that one, Scott. We don't pick the team anymore because we've just no idea what it's going to be. I, I, I think me and Scott are going to agree on the team to play Leeds. It's going to be Leicester. Good thinking. Good thinking. Go. What I don't want to agree with you on is the score prediction. I'm still, I think it's two points ahead of you. Are you? <laughs> yes. I, I, I never know where to see the table, so um, I can't. I can't seem to find it. So uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. If you're two points ahead, Chris, then I must have been having a bad few weeks. I think no. I think I've been pretty much there all season, to be honest with you. Right. But then again, uh, Doug is top, and he's well. He's been top again all season, really. But mm. um, I will try and pin. The, I'll try and find the table before the end of the show. Uh, LDH, hello. And uh, please can everyone, yes, indeed, Scott, thank you so very, very much. But we are here for one thing and one thing only, and that is the Leeds game. And so let me bring uh, our guest in this evening, who is sat there patiently. Um, well, if if first is the position to be in, second isn't too bad, third, I mean, it's a tin medal, isn't it? <laughs> Carl, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I'm good, thank you. I don't think we'll get bronze sufficient further if we if we do, if we at the end of the season. So listen, I'll take second, where it's kind of silver. You get like a little trophy if we get promoted. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. But no, I am good, thank you very much. Thank you for back to run. It has been a while. That's been has been a while. for Chris. So yeah. It's like starting a new school, isn't it? And then across the playground, you see one of your old friends from the school, previous school. It does sound, it does feel like that, especially how both our teams went down there the last season. Well, listen, we'll get our revenge at Everton at some point, so don't worry about that. We still we got we got history with ourselves at Everton at some point. But as I said, it's good to see two of our teams have been started so well. Where yeah, you know, you know, for us, it's, it was a little bit difficult to start, but we've, we've caught up. We don't we don't talk about last season. The Premier League. That's 
So, last season, it's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. Yeah, that's true. I give you that one, actually. Yeah. So, uh... yeah. One thing we're not missing, and I'll, I'll come to you with the same question, um, uh, Carl. Uh, first of all, I should say, Carl, your details are in the chat below. It's very uh, remiss of me, and I do apologise. Do tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, thanks, because you can find me at the Totally Leave It and Home Football Podcast. I am on this Saturday to do the Saturday show. As I said, my my psychic dog is still on paternity leave. Well, paternity leave. He actually he got to his first football game last night. I get, get to Lewiston to watch Hearts, my team, who did uh, beat one nil. So many chances. But yeah, Doug is off. You know, you know, I will see his new his new his son next week. Myself, I have a partner, Helen, who's next. Oh, you've gone. Your sound's gone. To me, doing her PhD work. She's got three weeks left. Oh, sorry. I, I'm getting used to the new system, new computer. So, as I said, I've seen Doug next week. So, I'm right. time to catch up with him. Well, do, like do, give him uh, do give him our best. Um, Craig, I mean, paternity leave what's that it's for, it's for pussies isn't it you know we never used to have paternity i had four kids never had a day off well all right maybe an odd day here no and it's not like we didn't contribute is it no, you know? no. <laughs> we put our couple of minutes worth in didn't we? yeah exactly yes, yes. <laughs> greg i mean look we're joking premier league last season or oh, season to forget um but this season i mean when you, when you, I've, I've literally watched two games, Premier League games this season, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I haven't missed it at all. You know, no. it's, what I haven't missed, um, we said about VAR and give the refs the due. Oh. They are, yes, they've made mistakes. Yes, we've had some bad refs, but I've soon had a bad, bad ref or a ref that's going to make mistakes without VAR than ones that have VAR and still make mistakes and cock it up. Um, isn't it nice when you watch a game on Sky, BT, whatever, that they actually talk about your team? <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, speak ill of the uh, one of your main sponsors, Chris. But I'm not sure Talk Sport know that uh, that there is life further down the pyramid. They really annoyed me this week, to be honest, because I I, I got in the car. And they were talking about the League Cup and um, saying that uh, they were talking about it. the semi-finals going to one leg instead of the traditional two legs. So how, how are they going to work out who, uh, who gets the home tie? I'm not sure. But the main point was that they were banging on saying, we must stop these players having to play too many games. And I'm just thinking, what, you know, shut up, basically, was the polite way. <laughs> Of what yeah. I was shouting at the thing, I'm just fed up of hearing it. You know, too many mm. games. We've got too many games. You know, you got big squads. I bet you won't complain. Uh, you'll start to complain if the manager rotates you a bit too much. So, shut up. Mm. You know, there's a football league below the Premier League. Just give them some thought now and again. It doesn't come into their thought. You know, the League Cup is for the league. There's a clue in the name. They put it in mm. there just as a clue. Uh, but I, you know, pandering to the Premier League even over the League Cup just annoys me. And well, uh, I don't necessarily think it's pandering to the Premier League. I think it's pandering to the big six, seven, isn't it? Oh, 
yeah i mean it's just everything everything seems to be for those for those clubs mm. let's change football purely for those clubs do you remember that used to be you carl <laughs> sorry that was hey, listen, are, you, are, listen. are you missing it though are you missing the premier league Better yes and no, but more no at the moment. I think if we if we were happy, I would have said yes if we had a better plan. I think no because we needed to come away for a bit. I needed to. You sounds gone. You get. You get sound keeps going in order because I. Sorry, uh, can you be now? We, we heard you send for a second. Yes. It's my new computer. I'm so I'm getting used to it. So I apologise for that. Hang on. It's okay. Who is that comedian that used to do those things? Um, Craig, the microphone used to break up. I think it would. Col. It used to do it. Yeah. Quite. A, yes. Yeah. No idea what you said, but that was what he used to do. <laughs> Let's hope Leeds are as stuttering as this tomorrow night. <laughs> I heard that. So <laughs> oh, did you sorry you back. <laughs> but are you missing are, are you missing the Premier League, Carl? Not really. No, no. I think mm. we needed a fresh start, to be quite honest with you. So I'm not missing the Premier League as much as I thought I was gonna be. No, no. Uh, and and I think you know it, it it's nice to be winning again, isn't it? It is. No, we've you've gone it again. It is nice to be winning again with a twenty-three <laughs> teams. Whatever Not button saying. you're pressing, keep your finger on it. As the actress <laughs> said to the archbishop. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I hope right. you can hear me now because we can. But you do. You, we we hear you very clearly, don't we? Is it me? Just me, Craig? Are you having the same problems? Uh, no, I'm having the same problems. I thought it was you, Chris, that you don't like people speaking for more than 30 seconds before you get a word in. This is very true. Um, and you know me, it's <laughs> it 30 second shit. I usually about 10 seconds. Yeah. But look, that, uh, look, um, you know, if you see you confuse me now, uh, what's your name? Craig. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this guy. Carl, or let's try and talk about this. Try, guy. yeah, try. try. He's more try. better, yeah, yeah. Um, how pleased are you? I mean, he's got the experience, he's got team, well, he's got a team a couple of times out the uh Premier League. Um, pleased with him? Is he going to be long term if he does get you up? Is he going to bring you straight back down again? It's going to be long term, yes. Long term is more better than short term. We've had so many short-termers and managers and it just never worked out for us. I think he knows he knows the championship, he knows the league, and I think he, he's, you know, the way, he's like Bielsa, but Bielsa more with the loving side than the bit of the aggressive craziness. Hmm. <laughs> he's saying Bielsa was crazy. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised, Craig, um, at that appointment? Um... I was a little bit. I I did get the feeling that he was the best of what was available by the time that you decided that you needed a new manager. It did seem to go on for a while. And then um, he was talked about early on and, you know, he's he's got the experience. So he was probably linked with every team 
who'd come down or those teams that were looking for a, a new manager. And then you, you seem to be linked with, you know, I guess more exciting or exotic appointments. And then, uh, and then in the end, it was almost like we're running out of time. We better appoint someone. Oh, let's go for Daniel Farker. Hmm. I'm doing it. My my caps lock has stopped working just to uh, just to make things harder for me. Um, you look at Leicester though, um, Carl, and were you surprised at uh, our appointment of Marquesa? I was very surprised. Yes, I thought he would have been. I thought it would, you would have got someone like Daniel Farker to account on this year. I think mm. we were lit with more Vieira and someone I thought Farker would have been a better fit. At Leicester, but getting someone like Pep's former assistant coach has paid dividends to you guys. So it's been really good for you guys. You've won nearly all games. You lost one game. You just you're just killing the league at the moment. We are. I mean, and do you hold sort of? Are you coming to coming to us tomorrow? Are you holding fear in that? No, not I will say on paper. Two evenly matched teams, you know, mm. so it's going to be interesting who wins that, bat that battle. Yes, it will be. I uh, don't know what's happened with my, my keyboard here. If you're asking questions, by the way, in the chat, they will be uh, saved till the end and then we'll, we will come back to them. Um, if, if, we can, if we can manage to get it out of you, uh, Carl, talk us through your season. Um, what what happened at the start of the season? Because it was an awful start for you. We didn't know which players were coming and going. We didn't know what was happening at the club. At the time, we were still owned by Radizani, you know, until the last two weeks. It's been changed. So we didn't know who was coming or going. So it was a tough start because we didn't know who was going to be, who was coming out, leaving the club. There was new names every single day. You know, there was players disgruntled, wanted to leave, but then decided to stay. You've got it. You've got it. But after, after the, all right, we, we, we stabilize, we stabilize ourselves. So that's been the more vital thing. We stabilize ourselves, which we needed to do. Yeah, indeed. And, and looking at that, Craig, would you sooner have played uh, Leeds at the start of the season or? I mean, it's, well, it's a big battle, first versus third, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess I guess you would have done, um, but I mean, it makes it for a more exciting game. It does it does take us back to those sort of League One, you know, battling out at the top uh, games. So I think it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. We know that the Leeds always travel, you know, they're in, in numbers and they're and they're noisy. Um, I, the consistency that Leeds have brought now, what I would like. I guess I would like one piece of consistency for you to stick with, and that's if you get a penalty, can Bamford take it, please? Carl, do you want to come back on that one? What? what? <laughs> I'm not muting him. I'm not muting him on these replies. I, I, know you, to... I know you're not, but listen. Okay, my back's a little bit working now. I know Bamford can be a bit of a donkey. Yes. I'd rather him not take a penalty. So let's just leave at that. Pero, he's, I mean, to be honest, that was a player that I wanted to sign. Uh, not me personally, but, you know, for, for Leicester. 
How is he doing? Is this somebody we should be afraid of? Um, I would say no. I think you need to be afraid of Rutter and Somerville because Rutter has been com come to his best after the bit of the poor, poor last season in you-know-what, which I'm not going to name. So, <laughs> But he's come a lot more better. And I think that's the biggest thing we need to see. Perot was the number nine that we needed because we had no good strikers. So, and he's come at the right time for us, which we're glad that he has done. So, no, I think it's it's Rutter and Somerville who's more better, who's, who's now being the keeper. A question here, it says, is Somerville stuck on the left wing or will we be given a free pass to Rome? I think he'll be given more free pass to Rome because of him and Dan James and Jaden Anthony can rotate quite well. So I think that there is a lot of free roam he can do. So I think that's not going to be the issue with that one. No, no. Um, Craig, Perro, do you do you think? Well, do you wish we would have signed him? I mean, we've got the amazing Tom Cannon, um, you know, from Everton Reserves. Uh, sorry, I should say, let me give him his full name: the amazing Tom Injured Cannon from Everton <laughs> Reserves. Uh, that's not seen a, a, a bit of grass yet. Um, was was that the right signing, or do you wish we'd gone for a player like Pero? I think, um, yeah, I think I think most fans quite fancied Pero. To be honest, he was proven at this level. You know, scoring goals at, at Swansea over the last couple of seasons. Uh, I think he would have been a safe pair of hands. There must have been something. Now, whether whether we were prepared to pay uh, as much as the Leeds, whether he thought that he might have to. Um, fight for his place a little bit more at Leicester. If you're coming into a team where you've got Jamie Vardy, you've got Ian Acho, is he walking straight in and starting? Whereas I think yeah. at Leeds, he probably had more of a guarantee to be starting games. Mm -hmm. So that may have been part of the um, the reason that he went there. But I think they've got players that can really cause his problem. He's just one of them. Yeah, Somerville, the Rutters, you said, you know, Nonto when he's, uh, when he's on it. Um, the one that's been surprising, his name's gone out of my head. But you, the young kid that you had last season, who was over the past couple of seasons, who was coming off the bench and nicking a goal here and there, we haven't seen him at all. This, um, Gelhart, yeah, Gelhart's been, yeah. yeah, he's been more of a bench player at the moment. Mm. He's he, we thought he was going to go at the end of the summer, mm. but I think because Sam Greenwood left to go to Millsborough, that's what made he stay in the squad because we needed the depth, but. Yeah. I think we might visit that, revisit that course again in January to see. Because he looked like he was going to be, he, he, he looked like he was going to be a really good player. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he looks like he's just out of favour at the minute, I guess. But but Somerville and uh, yeah, you've you've got pace. It was interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Chris um, Maresca's comments at the press conference today, talking mm. about the fact that. Um, for, for anybody who doesn't like us getting the ball forward quickly, I think they're going to get frustrated tomorrow because he was saying that we need to build it very slow. We need to be very, very patient because if we try and build quickly, there's more chance of us turning it over and they are really quick on the break with Dan James and and Somerville. So it could, uh, it could play into their hands. So I think it's going to be a bit of a war of attrition tomorrow. 
thank God I banned Boris from the group then. Because, you know, he, he's been saying we've been boring all season. I've got to say, Carl, that seventh there, that's obviously just your form, Teddy. That's just the form position based on the last six games. Had you got it right from the start, you would have been up there with us. Mm. Points-wise, I mean. Yeah, 100%. I would 100% agree with it. I just think, I don't know what, I think the ownership issue just affected our transfer business at the mm. early stage. That was the issue we had. And I think, you know, it just left it a bit late. So, like I said, we didn't know who was going to be our starting 11. We didn't know who was going to be going. It it just affected us a bit. And I think he, we, we backpacked to get stability once the new ownership came in. And I think we got the new ownership about to spend a bit of money to get the players that we need to try to do the promotion chase. Yeah. And, I mean, talking of form, uh, Craig, one thing that, you know, <laughs> looks good for us, uh, and that is our form, uh, bloody Hull. <laughs> if it wasn't for yeah. them pesky Hull teams, we'd have been all right. Um, no, I'm glad, I'm glad we got it out of the way, to be honest with you, like I've said to you before. But, look, five... Well, it's just win after win after win. We're, we're, we're breaking records that we set the previous week now, aren't we? And even when we have tough games, and QPR was a tough game in fairness, wasn't it? I think so. I think they expected um, uh, them to come at us and be more physical and more aggressive. And uh, I think what we've, what we've shown over the past couple of weeks is, and, and we probably... You know, showing other teams how to play against us is we struggled a little bit against QPR. We struggled a little bit against Sunderland, who were both probably the most aggressive teams that we've faced this season. Mm. So, you know, I think with it being aggressive, probably those two yellow cards didn't help us either. Uh, you know, with Winks and uh, Jewsby all being on yellow cards, I think they would have probably been more aggressive in that last game against QPR if they weren't on yellow cards. Um, but I think, uh, you know, at the moment we are, I, I've just got this sense that we're, we're, we're not playing at our, the best at the moment. You know, I think we're going to have some ups and downs. Last couple of performances we played in fits and starts. And I think it's really important that if we do get a period on top that we get a goal, um, and we try and build on that. If it's, if it's a long drawn out nil, nil for a long time, I think it might get a little bit nervy. Hmm. And your form, Carl, I mean, you know, looking at that, I mean, in a normal season, you'd look at that and go four wins out of six. Brilliant. But it is, I mean, you lost to Southampton, which was um, one of, you know, your main rivals. They're now just sat below you in the table. Uh, you struggled against QPR. You only managed to, to beat them 1-0. Uh, yeah. You beat Bristol City. I mean, what a ding-dong with Norwich. Uh, you then lost, cost me three points in the Prediction League when you went and lost to Stoke. God knows what you were doing there. And then you thumped Huddersfield Town. Talk, talk us through those games. Yeah, the, the Southampton game, it was surprising. We we had a bit of a better start, but Southampton capitalised quite well to get those goals. We were very sloppy on when how Southampton counter against us. And that did cost us the game a bit. Mm. And I think it was... Dad, but dad, but the, 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 the second, yeah. I think Cooper, it just, did, it just didn't fit. And then we had a tough game against QPR. And then 
when that tough game against Bristol City as well, because Bristol City on the PS at the time was re- was was giving us a game, mm. and then getting that win against Norwich was from two goals down was unsatiable, and then losing Stoke after Bavin missed the Peltek after coming on, you're just thinking, and then going to play against our rivals who left by half time and saw the crowd leaving by half time. It just shows that yeah, we're always gonna have our Jekyll hide and. Those two games we lost was more of a, a Jekyll, <laughs> to be quite honest for you. Hmm. I, I mean, what sort of game do you expect Leeds to play against us tomorrow? So many teams we've seen come to the to the to the KP, and it's almost and we've said this before. It, it, it's their cup final of the season. I can't see Leeds coming and parking the bus and not having to go for it though. <coughs> Listen, we will not pack the bus. We will not pack the bus. Let's just get that word out of the way. Mm. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I would say we are going to play a bit expansive football. So I wouldn't be surprised we'll play like you do is good on the tap on the front foot. And we will be better defensively than we were before. But like I said, we've been in high scoring games this season. So it ain't going to be no clean sheets tomorrow night. <laughs> no, would you agree with that, Craig? Um, it's going to be a high scoring game. <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to be high scoring. I think it might be a game with, with quite a lot of chances. And, you know, I think both teams have the ability to miss chances, that's for sure. Mm. You know, we, we should have put the game to bed very early on against Sunderland and we didn't. Um, but I think it's going to be... It, it's interesting because it, it sounds like it should be an open game and mm. Leeds will definitely come for us. But it depends if... if they want to press high. If they press high and we play through it, then we'll be good. If they press high, then, you know, whether it's we, we drop off a little bit more to try and create some more space. Um, but it doesn't matter what Leeds want to do if they haven't got the ball. So I think our ball retention is going to be key to the game, to be honest. Um, but just playing sensibly as well, I think. You know, sometimes you do have to play in behind a back line. You know, if Leeds want to come for us and, and press high, then they're going to have to push their back line up high as well, which leaves space mm-hmm. in between, uh, in behind for our wingers. So, you know, sometimes it's not a bad uh, tactic to go and play in behind. And we, we know that we like to knock it around on the floor and, and build up slowly. But I think if you can draw the draw Leeds in and, and then switch it, I think that might work for us. But I think it's going to be an open, open-ish, uh, but exciting game, you know, the the pitch is going to be wet, I would imagine, under the floodlights, noisy visitors. Should be an exciting game. Yeah. Scott, I think, there is uh, is using the old wooden spoon. Uh, beating Southampton and Stoke is not for everybody. <laughs> Scott, respect our, <laughs> respect our guests. <laughs> respect our guests. I mean, Craig, I think we do because uh, I have I've done Boris out of the group, but... Uh, you know, he used to say it was boring football, and you know, it's not the exciting football of the uh, you know, Premier League winning season, but no team plays like that these days. This is the way that teams play going forward. I'm just a little bit worried that whilst it's worked against other teams, um, Leeds are probably the ones that worry me the most in the fact that if we do play it about at the back, like you say, they've got to get the ball, but if they get the ball. I'm, I'm going to. I was mostly worried what you know what they could do to us when they've got it. Uh, definitely, I, I think we can't be uh, taking liberties. 
You know, mm. we saw against Sunderland that they pressed really high, very aggressive, and they forced us to play a lot uh, longer than we had done in any game before that. Mm. Um, we were having to switch ta tactics and adapt to, to what they were doing. I can imagine it being pretty much the same. You know, the the speed that you guys have got up front mm. are going to, exactly as Andrew said there, that they're going to come at us, I would imagine, from the off. Try and press as high. Try and worry us into mistakes. And you know that if you if you start misplacing a few passes early on, it affects the confidence throughout the team. So mm. I would imagine that's going to be Leeds' tactic, and we've just got to be confident enough um, to play through it. I think this is probably going to be the first game where where we've had not the best weather. I would say so mm. a, a wet slippy if it's raining pitch is going to really test our first touch um when we're trying to zip these passes into each other so uh, i hope that um Maresca is a little bit pragmatic and uh, and is prepared to to switch his tactics a little bit if needs be carl 24 goals scored only five less than us this season uh and ipswich we both scored 29 but along with Ipswich, you've conceded 15. Is your defensive side of the game a problem for you? Our defensive side has always been a problem. A, um, no matter what you We need a man in the corner that can do sign language yeah. for you. <laughs> I know I need a Salman, okay? I know I need a Salman. But <laughs> listen, we've, we've, we've not had a stabilised back four. Let's just get that one out of the way. Mm. I think because it's a new back four as well with Rondom, Sad Byron coming back as well. You know, we've had Jed Spence, but he's injured at the moment. So there's been a lot of rotation in that back four. It just needs to be stabilised. I think we've, we conceded the same amount of goals when Bielsa came the first few games, when Bielsa came in in that first mm. season. Those first seven games, we conceded roughly those same numbers of goals. So... We're always going to be pragmatic, but I think Farker will need to change, switch it up a bit tomorrow night if, for example, we, we give too many chances to you guys in the first 15 minutes. Mm. And who's, who's going to be the main goal threat for you? I think it will be Somerville. Yeah. I think Somerville's been that main goal scorer. I, think, um, I know Prero has been not been the number the main striker role because he's been playing behind Rutter. But some of those is, is our main threat because of his dribbling and his pace. And that's what we really need uh, for that tomorrow night in that slippery pit. It's going to be a, a wet weather tomorrow night. He's going to have to be patient of taking his chances. We, we do know, of course, because it's on Sky, no matter how wet it gets, the game won't be called off. Um, no. It could be playing in the middle of uh, Storm Katrina or whatever it's called. Uh, Kieran, that's it. Um, Craig, do you know how many different scorers we've had this season? Um, no, but I've got a feeling you're going to tell me. Um, right. I'm gonna if I, I'll have a guess at Go on, yeah. uh, let me guess it eight, 13 in all. Let me days. guess it 13. 13. 
in all competitions. No, um, no, you didn't say all competitions, Chris, did you? <laughs> all right. He's got yeah, a point. Three goals off a... there then, shall we? <laughs> I mean, I, I was I did a Stoke uh, preview a few weeks ago and the guy said to me, he said, like, you know, who's going to be your main threat? I mean, I can't say because, you know, like, I mean, if Cannon's not fit in January, we lose Ian Acho and Vardy gets injured. We don't need a striker, do we? And he doesn't rely on the strikers, Craig. No, goals have been coming from everywhere, which is uh, which is good to see. Mm. Um, because you know, yeah, if you're relying on one striker and he uh, and he has a bad patch, then it then it's tough. I think uh, it keeps players on the toes as well. It'd be nice for us to get our, our wingers back. It's nice that McAteer's back in the fold. Hopefully, Youssef as well. Um, so we can put a little bit of pressure on those two wingers who have had it their own way for the last two or three games, you know, without any pressure on Mavadidi and, and uh, Fatawu. But, um, yeah, there's goals all over the place, um, which what makes did, it difficult for uh, for the opposition, which is great. Yeah. What did they say about our injuries? Because I haven't seen the press conference, to be honest with you. I think they were hoping that the, that most, most will be back. Even Cannon has been out on the training pitch um, this week. Wouldn't surprise me if, you, if we, we saw him on the bench, to be honest. Um, that would be a kick in the teeth to Dakar, obviously. Who, um, yes. who? I mean, when he came on the other night against um, Sunderland at home, you know, he he showed that he's still got his pace, he's still got his desire. I would like him to get a to get a few more minutes on the board, I think. But uh, if Cannon's fit, it's going to be interesting to see how Maresca plays that one. Is there some other position that we can play Dakar in? I mean, you know, uh, not that we're, we're short of wingers now. But obviously, Musa ended up on, on on the wing a lot. Is that something yeah. that we could utilise Dakar for? I mean, he brought when he did bring him on, he brought him on on, uh, on the wing. Yeah, um, but it was mainly to just try and close down fullbacks and uh, and stop them breaking up the pitch because it was fairly late in the game. To be honest, I'm not sure he's a, he's an instinctive striker. So mm. for me, instinctive strikers need to be playing through the middle and yes. spend most of the time in the box. And we saw it even going back to um, uh, the friendly game away at Northampton when he was played out on the left wing. When he's got thinking time, he, he struggles a little bit and uh, he's not really decisive. Wingers are, you know, the good wingers are decisive. They know what they're going to do. They've got a, a thought in the mind. They're either going to beat the man or they're going to cut inside and try and whip a crossing. And uh, it doesn't come naturally to Dakar. So you could play him out there, but I think you'd be weakening the team a little bit. Injury uh, problems at all at Leeds, uh, Carl? No, it's gone completely. I think I think we've we've lost you completely, Carl. I'm 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 going to guess Titanic. <laughs> Craig, I don't know about you, <laughs> Carl. I tell you what, Carl. I don't know. You, we've lost you to hundred percent now. I'm afraid. Um, hang on. You've muted. Sorry, I muted myself. I apologize. <laughs> that was that was the issue. I'm so sorry. I forgot it was so. Was it, was, answer me that, though. More importantly, was it Titanic? 
No, it wasn't no. Titanic. It Damn. wasn't Titanic. Sorry. Oh, um, no, Gelda is out for two weeks. He, he fractured his hand. Um, mm. We're still missing Stuart Dallas. He's not been back in the squad for nearly two seasons. And mm. who else? Furpo is on his way back. But Somerville, Byron and Rondo are, are going to be fit for tomorrow. So that's the the injury news we've got from the team news early today. Yeah. Um, Dakar's problem is he tries too hard. Craig, you know, um, and I think that, that I mean, it's a fair point though, because when you know that every time you're on the pitch, you are, and I know every player is being judged, but yeah. it seems more so with Dakar, you know, because he knows his chances are going to be few and far between. There is that added pressure of if he gets 10 15 minutes here, he's got to try and do enough to, um, to try and, and and put himself in the in the manager's thoughts, so it does come with a little bit of added pressure. I think it does. It does. Um, right. Uh, end of the season, Carl. Where do you see Leeds' season ending? Listen, we have to finish second. It's it's now or never. We have to finish second. Our playoff record is woeful. We've never. We've we've got to the final. We lost to Doncaster in, in the two in the legal playoffs. It's woeful. It's second place for us now. That's what we need to do. We need to capitalize if Ipswich do fall at some point. We have to capitalize on that to get that second place. Are you surprised at Ipswich? And do you think they will fall, Carl? I am surprised, but not surprised at this early start of the season. I had, <laughs> I had, do you know what I'm saying? You are surprised, I, but you're not surprised. No, no you, you, I, 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 I was. Kerry McKenna is a good is a good manager. He's got that pedigree at Manchester United. I'm not going to disagree with that one. And they really got good players as well. It's just can they be fit enough in that mid season? That's mm-hmm. going to be the breaking point. Where if they if they're gonna be good enough to finish second or not? Um, Craig, I mean, at the start of the season, I said um, this season I would have been happy with seventh or eighth if it meant that we went up the next season strong and did really well. Like you know, the last time we we won the, the championship, <laughs> so we do we're doing that anyway this season. And I've got to say, and, and please. I'm, I'm not being condescending to any other team in the championship. You know, I respect every other team. It's a difficult league to get out of. But if we don't finish in that top two, uh, Craig, you could almost say it's a disaster, couldn't you? I think disaster is a strong word. Uh, but, you know, you, you were talking about the Titanic a minute ago, so I can see where you're thinking this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be bitterly disappointing, I, I think. Um, if we if we slip out into the playoffs, you know anything mm. worse than the playoffs, then yeah, something's gone seriously wrong. I think, um, but yeah, it would be very very disappointing. I think, and you know, we are a quarter of the way through. We know that it's a long hard season. We know that in the in the championship, and uh, the deeper you go, the more pressure that comes with each game. You know, we are there to be shot at. You know, that brings its own pressure as well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it would be very disappointing. Disastrous, uh, yeah, is a little bit bit much. Um, Carl, I mean, Craig said there, we're there to be shot at. 
do you think Leeds and Southampton, to a, to a degree, are kind of going under the radar a little bit because we've had such a good start? We are, and again, this is no disrespect to Leeds or Southampton, as the three teams that came down, we were are probably at the moment the biggest because we have only in the last 10 years won the Premier League. We have within the last 10 years, you know, won the FA Cup. So we're, we're, we're the one, I think, that everybody wants to go. Is that helping Leeds, do you think? It's helping more Leeds than Southampton. I'm not going to lie to you. I beat Southampton. I don't know under Russell Martin if it's the right fit that you know. I don't know. He's he's it's a big job for him. You know, mm-hmm. Farker could have done well at Southampton if he went had a chance to go there. But here's the thing: I think Farker can manage a big couple at least. It's a it was a huge test for him, especially. I think Southampton was always going to go on the radar because of what they, what happened to them last season when they bought young mm-hmm. youngsters and they still doing that now and again. They've had to sell your players. But if you look at the difference, I think Leeds have got a bit more pedigree at the moment of being more under the radar than Southampton. I think Southampton... I didn't think Southampton was going to finish in the top two. I Mm. expected both ourselves, you know, but I think it was going to be more you guys. Because you have more of the the experience guys who can get out of you guys there. So I think that's mm. the difference with that one. I think we just, I think we can get out of it second place. I think Southampton will struggle a bit because of the youngsters are still got. Yeah, Scott is asking you there, Craig. Do you see Ipswich potentially doing a Leicester of the fifteen sixteen season? I've got to be honest with you. I'm impressed with Ipswich. I didn't think they'd do this well. I did think that they would consolidate this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Season. Um, They've got an excellent manager. As I've said before, was one of the two that I wanted before I knew we were getting getting Enzo. Um, You've said it's a long season. Do you think that will work against them? Do you think once we, you know, the... We get into the injuries and, you know, the, the winter months and Christmas. Do you think that they're going to falter? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, the, the best thing they've got is that manager, clearly, because he's got them playing under a structure. Uh, I still don't think many other Leicester fans know many Ipswich players. You know, they're, they're still a little bit under the radar of, of who they are. Mm. Um, but I think, I think they're going to have a little bit of a, a sticky patch. It's funny because I, I've got them to draw the next two games. And on paper, you would think that they would win them both. I think it's Birmingham and Rotherham. But I think that when they come up against teams who are now giving them a little bit more respect than they probably gave it switch early on, I think they might find it a little bit trickier. I think they were lucky to get the win uh, uh, last week. They mm-hmm. had one off the line. Somehow the ball just seemed to trickle along the line and, and somebody managed to clear it out for the for the winner. Uh, for 
for them to lose uh, a goal there. And I just think they're, I think they'll still be there. I think they'll definitely be top six all the way. Mm. I just think there's going to be a little, uh, a few more ups and downs with Ipswich than there may be with uh, the likes of Leicester and Leeds. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a, a, a look at score predictions in a second. I've, I've made a note that you've got Ipswich down to draw the next two, so I can go against uh, you on that choice. Uh, and having insulted one of our sponsors here, I think we'd better give them a shout-out. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content Created by the fans, for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Indeed. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Hopefully you've got your predictions in, Craig, because the prediction show is coming up at nine o'clock. Um... Obviously, normally it's tomorrow at nine, but we're playing. So um, I think one or two people might be more interested in the game than watching the prediction show. Um, let's come to you first with this then, Craig. Uh, while it gives me a time to think. <laughs> I can't even remember what I put, <laughs> to be honest, for the prediction. Um, but I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. You're going to go 2-1 Leicester. Okay. High-scoring game, you said earlier, Carl. I kind of did. You know what? You know what old leads I like. So mm. we all like to make a comeback. I'm gonna say three-two to Leeds. Oh, they're gonna say to Leicester then. I'm gonna say I'll, I'll take. Hell it. no, Chris. You know me too well. I'm Leeds through through to hey, I die. All right. Every time I think we're gonna struggle and we come up against a team that um, I've got us down for a draw. We still go on and win. So um, I can't go against my team at the moment. I mean, this is going to be a tough game. On paper, it was, should be the toughest game. But last team we played in third place was Preston. It will be a tight game, though. I can't agree with you, Craig, whether that was the score I was going for. But I can't agree with you. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go a very tight 1-0 to Leicester. Oof, okay. I know, I know. Uh, Biting the fingernails game. Yeah. Um, let's see what people have gone for in the chat. Ronald McDonald, um, he's gone 3-1 to City. Scott thinks it will be a high game as well. He's gone 4-3 to Leicester. So, and as Ronald says, they haven't played us yet. Um, so... Uh, tonight following this show we have got the prediction show don't touch that dial as they used to say 40 odd years ago um we always do this um bit of fun um foot in both camps there's quite a few but i want to stick with this guy first um, one, one of one of craig's heroes from from the past craig first of all talk to me about jermaine beckford um if you can keep it clean, that would be preferable. No, I would say Jermaine Beckford is um, and was um, didn't make the most of his talent. Let's put it that way. I think I think he was clearly a talented player, but I'm not sure he had the desire 
or the application to really push himself to the top. You know, he had he had quite a few games where he, he sort of strolled through it if he didn't if he didn't really fancy it. Um but clearly had talent and and I think he's turned into a decent pundit to be honest. I quite like him when he's on. Um so I think he's uh, he's probably I wonder if I wonder if players like Beckford have some regrets that they didn't really make the most of their opportunities mm. um, when they had it. But, uh, you know, he scored a few um, important goals for us down here, but not prolific, shall we say. Did he, did he not get a hat? Was it was it Jermaine Beckford that got the hat trick against Forrest? Or am I making that up? Uh, it might it might have been, Chris, to be honest. Um, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against you and your vast knowledge. Obviously, I, I, you bet. You, you could bet against my brain that tends to take well, one. Game. Well, when we, when we, you know, you know, because we're going to be doing the, um, you know, look at a past game. I always mm. think it's a little bit f- more fun if I have a quiz question that goes along with that. So we'll we'll test your knowledge in a bit. <laughs> oh, it's too brutal. You're going to stick the knife in. Um, also, don't I remember that Jermaine Betford didn't like running back when we lost the ball? That That's the Jermaine Betford I remember. Again, or am I getting me, him mixed up with somebody else? I think we've had a few strikers like that, haven't we? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah we, we, we've had a few who haven't really liked working hard going back the other way. I'm not sure um, if you get away with that in the modern game. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Betford, talking of being a pundit, is oh, a pundit for Sky Sports tomorrow. And also does a podcast for Leeds United, Luke. Yep, he does. Um, You know what? Look, I agree what Craig said. In his career, could have been something, you know, but he couldn't do it. Here's the two things with Beckford. I think he will be a Leeds legend for two reasons. We're not Manchester United at the FA Cup when he scored the only goal in 2009-10 season. And he scored the winner against Bristol Rovers to get us promoted back to the championship. Those are the two things we'll remember him did. He could be more prolific if when he did when he did leave, he did have a good career at Everton. With you guys, it was mixed in a way. Could have been more prolific, but like you said, he's you know you can't you can't hate the guy. He's very likable, you know, and that thing. And I think of him being that he's become a really good pundit, and you know, it just shows you that he's he's he still wants to be part of something that he you know he wants to fix by being a better pundit than him. He could have been a good player, so you know, yeah. give him credit for what he's trying to do because he could have been prolific in his late career, but he couldn't. He just didn't have that 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 the, the drive anymore like he used yeah. to do. Pundits for me, Craig, they're always better when they don't come from one of the so-called big six. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think you get more realism when you, you the pundits that are around the championship. But from mm. what I've seen so far, you do get you, you know on the in the Premier League, it's all about ego. There's, there's a lot of ego around, isn't there? We know it. Yeah. Some of them I don't mind. Usually, most of the guys they pull out on match of the day, I don't mind too much. The Sky guys, you know, just get on my nerves a little bit and uh, let's not get on Jamie Redknapp. Um, I, no, no. <laughs> no. Or, um, it, or for that matter, uh, Jamie Carragher. Uh, I mean, m- most of them. I, I Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of most of them, but I do think the ones that you get in the uh, in the championship from what I've seen so far, 
are a little bit more grounded and I think they mm. they talk a little bit more sense. Yes. Yes, which is always good. Uh, mm. I think we should all actually just... Um, I know Remembrance Sunday is coming up in a couple of weeks, but I think we should have a minute silence tonight for uh, the demise of a once reasonably good club that were in the Premier League and say RIP Bristol City because it looks about God. taking Frank Lampard on. And if they are, surely that's going to be the end of Bristol City, isn't it? The, the thing is, I, I don't get how Pearson was not backed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, enough. Especially the money they got from Alex Scott moved to, and know they had some financial issues because they spent a lot <laughs> in the previous seasons. But you should have given Pearson more chances, man. And fat uh, fat Frank is not a good manager. Some really good players don't become good managers. Let's just get that one out of the way. And I think for Frank, he's not a good manager. He's not. I don't think he should be anywhere near that Bristol City job. I think they need to I think Bristol City need to look for someone who can actually get this club out of the championship and somehow get to the Premier League in the five years' time. I don't think Frank's the right man for it. Would you agree, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I, you do wonder how many chances some of these guys get. You know, mm. other other managers seem to get one chance and if they don't take it, then they, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're cast aside, to be honest. But, but yeah. certain ones, like Frank, you know... To be fair, he's clearly built a decent reputation because people keep wanting to give him a chance. He must interview really, really well. Yes. I mean, you get rid of a, a manager like Pearson. Right? We, we're a little bit biased here at Leicester. Of course we are. But you get rid of a, a, a manager like Pearson who's got experience of getting teams promoted and keeping them up uh, in divisions. And then you bring on Frank, who's got experience of absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, he kept the fact that he kept Everton up wasn't by the skin of you know, by the skin of the wasn't yeah. the fact that he was a good manager. But I've got to say, Paul S, look at that, I got it right. Bedford scored oh, no. three goals against Forest in the FA Cup replay at the well, automatic Power. legend, then, yeah, yes. Well, it, it, on that alone, we love you, we love you, Jermaine, mm. just, just, just for that. Um, normally, we have um, the, the foot in both camps, um. I was I was messing around on my computer earlier, and then the postman came, so I had to come off Pornhub, and I went on to uh, the Leeds United uh, website, which was probably just as bad, to be honest with you. Sorry, Carl. No, I I can I just agree with that one actually. So don't <laughs> worry about that. But they'd got a very and, and I I'm gonna have, I have credited them with this. Uh, they have put in a full eleven aside team out that has played. Uh, where players have played for both sides. Now, I imagine we're going to see Craig put his glasses on here. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I've got no glasses as well. I brought my glasses and I've also got to go for another <laughs> IP procedure. So I'm going to be more squinted. Well, than, let, me, yeah. let me go through it for you. That that would only be fair, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that would be fair. Yeah, Ingol, Kasper Schmeichel. <coughs> um, probably one of the better players. Mm-hmm. Regret letting him go, Carl? Kind of did, yeah. I thought he was the right keeper at the time that we needed, but it was regret to let him go. Look, we was under Ken Bates at the time, and we didn't know who the play- base was setting players to, to make a quick buck and replace with really poor, poor players. Because I think we had Neil Warren at that, uh, late that season as manager. So 
you know, so yeah, he wanted was bringing his own guys in. So you know, but Schmeichel's had a good decent career, a really good decent career at Leicester. You know, yeah. winning the league and the FA Cup, he mm-hmm. can't, he can't, he can't deny that. He's he's yeah. been he's probably your best goalkeeper in a lot in like in three goalkeepers in Leicester. He's, he's, well, he's he's up he's up there with Banks and Schultz, isn't he? But uh, definitely, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Craig, now I'm confused on this one. Number two, Bell. Unfortunately, it doesn't ring any with me. <laughs> Do you know who right, that right. might be? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely no idea. Carl, <laughs> help us out. Have you any idea? <laughs> That's a name I've heard, but it's been a long time with that squad. That, yeah, no, I was not know. I've heard the name Bell, but I just can't think of where did he play for us? What no. season? No, as long as he wasn't centre back with somebody called End. We'll be all right, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> we got Whitlow in, remember them then, don't we? He's Kisnorbo. Yeah, oh, God, remember Kisnorbo? I, I used to quite like Kisnorbo. He was yeah. decent for us, Kisnorbo was. He mm. was. But for both our clubs, he was very decent. And he had to put a foot wrong, actually. He really did. Mm. He was a really good, decent player for both our clubs. Yeah. Um, talk to me about McAllister, Craig. Well, I mean, just class, wasn't he? You know, he um, we bought him um, on a double. We, it was a double transfer, wasn't it? McAllister mm. and Ali Mocklin. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was Motherwell. I think, um, but yeah, I mean, he was just a, a great player. One of those classy players, you know, just stood upright, could see the game, could ping a pass, could score a goal. He had it all. He had a little nasty side to him as well, but uh, great player for us. Great player for you guys as well. Yep, hundred percent agree with that one, McAllister. He could do. He could have put a foot wrong. He knew where to pass the ball, and he knew to, how to score as well. Actually, yeah, yeah. It was, it was at Liverpool as well, wasn't he? For, yeah. for, for a while, I, I very un, un, underrated player. I think when he was at Leicester, apparently uh, it was Willie Bell. Um, now I'm surprised you don't remember him here, Carl, because um, he moved from Queen's Park to Leeds in 1960. So surely you must. Remember. Hey, I was not born then. Neither was my dad. So I would, even I would have to ask him, he wouldn't have known. And it was once called one of the bravest men by Norman Hunter. Um, played 260 games for Leeds um, and left for Leicester, where he played 49 times for the Foxes in two seasons. So. Uh, there we go. That that was Bell. Uh, McAllister Jones. Um, was that Matt Jones? Yeah, he was injured a lot for us. I think he, yeah. he looked like a player who had had potential, but I think he was injuries uh, ruined it yeah. for him at Leicester. He actually uh, he he did a thing on on the LeicesterTillIDie.com website where we did favourite things and we contacted ex players and asked them for like the favourite goal, favourite you know favourite pre-match routine. There's five things that we asked. It was really, really nice and very accommodating. And yeah. I was a bit, when we signed him, I thought I thought he was going to be a decent player for us. And like you say, it wasn't that he wasn't, it was his injuries. Yeah. Do you remember him at all at Leeds, Cole? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Like like you like you said, it, these players that we like to play in both clubs, you know, could have been potential, but mm-hmm. the injuries just this happened in Korea. Yes, yeah. Uh, now, one of my favourite Leicester players of all time here. Um, I don't know if you can guess who I'm going to go for, Craig. I'm, I'm guessing that you've jumped past Gradle and, uh, and Beckford because we've talked about him. 
Are you going to go for Alan Clark? No, 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 no. Rewind. Oh. I'm going to go Max Gradle. Oh, I, right. okay. I thought he was a really good player. And again, yeah. when he left, and I think he left for personal reasons, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. I don't think we ever saw the best of him, to, no. to be honest, because he was here for quite a while. And it seemed to take a, quite a while for him to make a breakthrough. Mm. It's probably like so many other wingers in the game that they can be great for a couple of months and then they just disappear for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know he went to, uh, I think he went to Saint Etienne for quite he a did. while playing. Over he in did. Yes. Yeah. But he went on loan to Leeds and then Leeds signed, you signed him permanently, Carl. I, I, yeah, I, we did. I, I was really disappointed to see him go. Were you pleased to see him arrive? I, you know, quite honestly, quite honestly, yeah. I agree. I think we thought he was going to be for quite a bit of the games. And I think him, you know, go, you know, for personal reasons, I know he had personal issues going on at the time. Mm. For him to go back to France was probably better for him because I think he was trying to redeem, to rediscover his form, what he, he could have been pre Leeds and Leicester, you know. So I think for that, yeah. Gretel's one of those players that he's, he would get in my 11. He would be in my, in my all time 11, to quite honest with you. Um, now, I can't ask you about Alan Clark because you're a baby, Carl. But for us, older... you can actually, because I do have watched all the clips, some of the Lee's clips from the mid 90s, 60s, and 90s, when he was in that team. That mm. great team. It was a great, I and mean, it was um, your the Leeds team then. And, and you've got to say, love them or hate them. And in fairness, most people did hate Leeds at that time. Yeah. <laughs> they were an excellent team, whether they played it fairly or not. If you know at the end of the season you look at what you've won, and that Leeds team went a hell of a lot, didn't it? It was, and especially Clark was the winner of the 1972 FA Cup final, which was the centenary that I think Arsenal could have won that game quite this year. But for him to head of that chance, you know, really good because we were down to 10 men because of um because it was Alakai was was not injured, it was one of the other players got injured, but there was no substitutions at the time. So he had to defend to keep that score line to, to get to win the game for Leeds to win our first FA Cup. It was Mick Jones who got injured. That was it. It was Mick Jones got injured. He had to come off. So Clark had to play a bit more defensively towards the end of the game. Well, I do you remember that? Sorry, Craig. Yeah, I remember that. It was one of those early FA Cup finals. I do remember. Um, yeah, Alan Clark's diving header. Mick Jones dislocating his shoulder, I think. Remember yeah. being walked around the pitch with his arms. Obviously, not as much fun as the next year against Sunderland, but you know, hey ho. <laughs> oh, I love that. Builds you up. And I knew you'd have a little digging with that one. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, yeah, 151 goals in 366 appearances for uh, for Leeds. Uh, he won the first division FA Cup, Charity Shield, and Intercity First Club Cup. There's going back a bit, uh, Craig. Didn't win quite as much when he was at Leicester. No, I, d I don't remember him playing for Leicester at all, to be honest. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got no, I've got no memories of him in a blue shirt other than photographs I've seen. I think he played in the 69 Cup final, didn't he? I think. Yeah. I, if my yeah. memory serves me right. Was, but, uh, I think, I think, and even he would say, I think, you know, Leeds, Leeds was his club. Yeah. Um, but uh, just a few quick hellos before we, we move on. Um, 
Frank Lampard is overrated. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alan Clark and his brother Wayne. Uh, Daddy's in. Daddy Doug's in. Good evening, uh, Doug. Hope you, Rebecca and Nathan are all well. Um, Paul, Lee should have given Brian Clough more time. No chance. No chance. The way he was talking about our club in the past, no chance in hell. Oh, it's still one of, I don't care. It's still one of the best films to watch. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen The Damn well, United... Not for Lee's part, it's not. Not for Lee's part, it's not. <laughs> it is for everybody else. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I think we fit a nerve here, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I mean... Did have you have you do you like the film, Craig? You know what? I've never seen it. Have you not? I, I know. Um, I'm, I, I and I'm I'm ashamed as the words are coming out of my mouth. And what makes it even worse is I know I've got the DVD. Younger kids, kids watching, ask ask your parents what DVDs were. Um <laughs> Me too. But yeah. Me too. Yeah, but I, I've got it. I've got no excuse. And by the time we play you in the reverse fixture, I'll have watched it. Uh, it is a. I have watched. I have got it on DVD as well. Um, <laughs> those of us of a certain age, um, I think he's really got it on VHS. Children, yeah. <laughs> you've really got to ask your grandparents <laughs> about that. <laughs> you know? Could be worse. Could be he's got it on Betamax, but we won't go there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a really, really good film. Do you not think, though, Carl? Just very quickly on that, that. Um, it shows again player power. Yeah, Some things haven't changed in football. Yeah, yeah. Lee's had a lot of player power in those days, and so you know, like I said, it was more after post for every. We had more player power, and the the thing is, him lasted forty four days when he says, "Took all your medals that you've won in the past because you were disgraceful." That that just it. Peed off a lot of the players, especially yeah. with Bremner. I get, I Bremner. do understand that bit. I, I, in fairness, I will give you that point. I will give you that point. Yeah, that. just remember, Johnny Giles sued the sued David Pierce for the libel, and he won that case when Did the book he? came out. So, wow, wow. But uh, just show, well, let's let's forget Brian Clough at um, at, at Leeds United, uh, and let's look on happier things. And that's our match review, um, which, like I say, I wouldn't have chosen to be honest with you, because I think it's very ungracious um, of a, of a, you know, to, to when you get a guest in to pick a match where they lose. But you know, it, it wasn't me, Carl. So I, I you know, I apologise on behalf of my co-host here. Hey, you um, did, but you, you, but you proved it. You proved it. So you, you didn't need to prove right, it. Quite right. I didn't have time to choose another one. That was you, you could have had time. You could have thought maybe not. No. It's like it's like me here. GB News. Us producers don't have anything to do with what goes on. In oh, the show. hell! Don't yeah. Don't go there with the GB News to me. That ain't gonna work with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could. I could have gone with the one with the Lillian Nallis goal from forty yards out. To be fair. That was um, the one I was hoping you were going to go for, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, was that four nil? Never... I think. Yes, like I watched yeah. that. I watched that one. Just to sidetrack briefly, I watched that one at a Leeds fan's house um, with my <laughs> with my son. Oh, what how what joyous evening that was! And that was the time you know, when they used to have the um, Sky Fan Zone, yeah. and the Leeds fan had four nil yes. printed on the back of his t shirt. Yeah. To Leeds and uh, yeah, uh, 
But you didn't go for that game, which was a dick off couple, couple of dick off. No, goals I just, this, this was this was a more memorable shot. That goal is still shown pre-match um, mm. at, at, at Leicester's home games. There's a montage of of goals running down the seasons, and that goal is uh, is shown. I remember it. I was on that side of the ground, quite low down with my with my lad, uh, and it was a very Tense game. Both teams were were battling around at the top. Ninetieth um, minute, you know, a really tight game, but ninetieth minute to come up with that uh, towering header. I can't remember who it was. What I remember is you had a guy on the line who who back in the days um, when teams used to put a man on each post. Um, I don't know why that stopped, but there you go. Um, but there was a guy on the post and he, he couldn't, it was so far perfectly in the corner that the guy jumped and he couldn't get it anyway. But uh, a big game. And obviously on the back of that, um, we went up. That, winning that game was important because what it meant was that if we went, uh, our next game was away at South End. And if we won that, we would uh, clinch promotion back to uh, the championship at the first attempt. And we went on to uh, to win 2-0 in that game. So we were up. And then sadly, you guys went into the playoffs. And uh, yeah. I mean, Leeds finished fifth in the end. We did. That's Do you know cool. what? And that was a, that game would have been the most win game because yeah. usually to the last stages, we kind of struggle. And I mm. thought to myself, if we just win against Leicester, we still have a chance of getting promotion. We really did. We thought we did. And we just, when you lot scored a winner, I thought, yeah, we're definitely in the playoffs. And I thought to myself, if we're going to get Millwall, it's gonna, it was going to be, it was going to be too much for us. And I think Millwall, we had a chance to win that game, but Millwall scored the equalizer, the one and way goals, and yeah, and we got promoted the season after. And you, you know, and do you remember and that was a kill that we missed? We missed. Had the big. Good... Do you remember who finished second behind us? It no, I was thinking it's one of those teams that's been, it's been up and down, and I can I can remember I know which team we yeah. I don't know if it was Norwich at the time because Norwich was, was oh. a good team. It, Norwich was the same season with us where we got promoted. Chris thinks he knows. This well, isn't know. your question, by the way, Chris. Oh, is it not? No. no. Well, I, I'm just going to have a guess, and I don't know why. But just, this is the team that just came into my mind, Tranmere Rovers. Excellent guess. Wrong. But Wrong. Excellent guess. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the team that won the playoffs and came up was Scunthorpe. Yeah. Wow. The team that finished second was Peterborough. Of course. Yeah. See, Peterborough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah they had uh, Craig Mikhail Smith, I think, at the time, who was scoring a lot of goals. Um, interestingly enough, the team that finished 16th in League One that season, Brighton and Hove Albion. Wow. Wow. That was yeah. probably when they were playing at the uh, athletics field, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were still well, yeah. So, I so mean, Chris. I've got to say, I've got to just say, in yeah. fairness to Brighton, uh, I, 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 I love Brighton as a team. And I think where they've been, and we've all been in bad positions, Leeds, you've been in the shit. We've yep. been in the shit a few times, you know. We're we're both our clubs going out of business, and but Brighton, 
I mean, can you imagine having, you know, where they had to play and the fans still went week in, week out and they kept going? Did they actually? I'm not sure that they dropped out the football league at one point or not. No, I don't think so. I think they were close to it, but but no. To go to be in that position, I mean, all right, you know, you could argue that that's where West, that's how West Ham play at the moment in a in a pitch with a running track round it. But you know, it was awful, and, and fair play to where they are now. That that's a footballing story. So if, I, I do have a soft spot for Brighton. I must admit, but I have a feeling my question is coming up now. Well, the, the, I've got two questions here. One one's a, a sort of Leeds based question, so I might throw that at Carl, and and then keep the the really juicy one for you, uh, Chris. So, Carl, you you should get this. So let's let's see if Chris can uh, answer it first. All right. So during that season, you sacked one ex Leicester player and replaced him with another ex Leicester player. Oh God! Right? Yeah. Oh. Chris, do you want them both? Well, one would be a start, wouldn't it? Well, one would be a start. One, I think I know. Which probably means I'm wrong. I'm going to go for Simon Grayson. Yeah, oh, he was the one who came time. in. Yeah, he was the one that came in. Was it? I'm going to say Dennis Wise was the one that 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 or Gary McAllister. It's one of those two. Who do you want to plump for, Chris? Me. Yeah, it is one of those two. Is it? Oh, um, <laughs> I was thinking somebody else then. No. Um, mm, mm. Now, you see, Wise had been to Millwall, hadn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, but was that before or after? Who was the other one you said? So Simon Grayson came in. Yes. So it was Wise or McAllister. Wise or McAllister. I'm going to go McAllister, I think it was. It was, yeah. yeah. McAllister was sacked. Thank you. I wouldn't have got McAllister without Cole saying yeah. it in fairness. So. Anyway, your your question, Chris. <laughs> I'll get this now, one wrong now. Carl, you'll have no chance on this, so don't worry. And I will. That's fine. I'm just going to sit here yeah. and watch. And see how it happens. <laughs> watch a man suffer. Thank you. <laughs> the good news is I wouldn't have got this question right either. So I have to say, I have got it full screen here, so I can't see any of the comments. So, so I'm not getting any help at all. We talk about you know this season of having a a, a number one goalkeeper and maybe a, a strong number two. This season, Leicester used five goalkeepers in the season. Chris, can you name any two? How many goalkeepers? Um, you need so many goalkeepers there. What the hell? We had five. We signed yeah. four. Some things don't change, <laughs> do they? <laughs> Um, mm, okay, Kevin Pressman. Excellent. That's not one of the five. It's not. Oh, no. Um, all right, give me a chance. Cole, Cole Paul. No. No. Um, oh, God, I can see him, I think. Only one of the five was with the club the previous season. We brought four of them in on loan. Four of them in on loan? Yeah. At different points in the season, who 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 was the who was the director of football for your club? <laughs> I think it's before they existed. Dennis Wise, I think. I think this season of five goalkeepers was the reason that directors of football were brought in. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. Oh shit! Right. Well. Um. 
uh, it was, was no, it was too soon for Casper, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't Casper yeah, yet. It was too soon for that. Um, so it's pre-Casper. I thought Pressman, um, not Kevin Paul. He'd gone by then. Oh, do you know what? Hmm. I, 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 I can't. No, it's it's hmm. tough. You know that's why it's enjoyable. Um, <laughs> My turn <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. I, you brought this. You brought this uh, old game in. We've just got to have a bit of fun with it, Chris, haven't we? Yeah. So we have the five goalkeepers. Paul Henderson. Henderson, oh my God, oh my God, Australian. He never even play for us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he played the first six games. I think. I think the keeper who played the most games that season was David Martin. Do you remember who, who finally made Alvin Martin's son, who finally made his his debut for West Ham a couple of seasons ago, and got a clean sheet? He'd been around at West Ham for so long. But he played the most games for his goal him. that season. I don't even oh, remember him. Oh, you wait. You wait till you hear <laughs> the other three. Oh, God. We had Mark Bunn. Who? Mark Bunn. Not Gunn. Bunn. Bunn. No, Mark Bunn. Tony Warner. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> and the guy who actually played in the game against Leeds, David Stockdale. What? Five goalkeepers we had in that season. Right, just name those again. So, Paul Henderson. Now, Henderson I had heard of, yes. Yeah, Aussie keeper. David Martin, Mark Bunn, Tony Warner and David Stockdale. David Stockdale was around for quite a while. I, that, now, clubs. that name does ring a bell. I would never have got it in among the Sundays. Uh, and yeah. Paul Henderson, obviously, yeah, once he said it, but I would never have. He was a quite yeah. a tall lad, wasn't he? Um, I think Stockdale he was quite stocky, if I remember. Boom, boom. Um, no, wow, <laughs> that's a that's one of those quiz questions, isn't it? Thank you. Right, well, this is this is war now. <laughs> you realize that, don't you? <laughs> this is totally war. <laughs> um, they're still going on about damned United. Uh, <laughs> but uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Luke. Uh, Luke, what am I saying? Sorry, you call me Luke. That's the second time you call me Luke tonight. <laughs> well, every time I go to call you something, you black out and you go quiet, and I can't remember what your name is. Oh, oh, okay, okay, that is then. <laughs> right, you got you, you got jokes tonight, you. I'll put. I'll come back to this one now. Lee should have given Brian Clough more time. Let's bring that. Get lost, Paul. No, no, I wouldn't give him more time. He's making that team worse, so don't even try. <laughs> Look. Thank you very much, guys. Well, not thank you for that quiz. That was that was. I actually, I'm not too embarrassed at getting zero. I got the I got the first one. I think one and a half out of two because that I can't yeah. claim two because I was given a choice of answers, multiple choice. That second one, I, there's no there's no That's embarrassment for me not getting any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think many people would have done. I don't think even Nigel right. Pearson would remember those. <laughs> But um, Carl, thank you very much for coming on. It's been nice to speak to you for the few times that we managed to get a conversation going. I know. Listen, I've I've just got I've just got a new PC. I, I, I told this, so I did get rid of my laptop, right? And I found that I was going to get some money back. Turns out I'm not getting any money back because they found a cracked 
something in part in my laptop, <laughs> which I didn't know about for years. So I've just bought a new PC about two weeks ago. So I'm just getting used to everything, you know, doing this in a different way with a big ultra wide screen. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm making excuses. That's Daniel fine. Daniel Walker, he's just signed some new players in the summer. He's still getting used to them. You know? Oh, whatever. Yeah, I always make excuses for you, Chris. You know, you know I love you too much. I always make excuses for you. <laughs> love you too, mate. Uh, look, just to give everybody a reminder, links are in the description below, but where, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at the Totally Levy and Home Football Podcast. I am on this Saturday with Andrew Ross. Mm. And just very, very quickly, before just, you go... We're about quarter to 11. On right. Sorry, I, I thought... Sorry, you were breaking up and I go thought on. you'd stopped. I do apologise. Um, I have to say that, that I did a thing that I said, I, I said earlier, didn't I? My, my favourite things. And I actually had Steve Howard on there as well. Now, um, the first question that I asked him was um, your favourite match. We also asked him his favourite teammate, superstition and memory. Um, I did ask him his favourite goal. Now, Craig, a question back for you. And I'm going to make it so easy for you here. But what do you think was Steve Howard's very, very favourite. Number one, hallelujah, his best ever goal that he scored for Leicester. Which do you think it was? Um, was it the winning goal against Leeds? You know. You see, you see, you see, you don't even need to say it to me. <laughs> well done. I'm just looking at it now thinking, hang on, Steve, Steve Howard answered these questions for me. Always, this is what his actual words were, so. Oh, I'm enjoying this moment. Um, my favourite goal. He says, and this is quote Steve Howard, always enjoyed scoring against Leeds and did throughout my career. So the 90th minute header to get us promotion from League One. But in fairness to him, he did say he was absolutely knackered and he does not remember to this day how he got up into the box, but he just found himself there, scored. He said, and... He suddenly got another burst of adrenaline then, to be said, but it was absolutely knackered at the time. But well done. Three points to you there, uh, <laughs> Greg. Oh, I'd never have guessed that, but yes. Oh, come on. It was always going to be the guess. Why do you think I was scratching my head? Thinking, he's going to say what he's going to say because it's right in front of me. Oh, I can't resist it. Look, mate, um, I know a lot of people don't like Leeds. What I love about Leeds United is the fans uh, in general. Um, when when you got promoted back up to the um, Premier League, there was none of this like we're back where we belong, Nottingham Forest shit. It was always a case of we're just glad to be back here, and that's what I loved about yeah. Leeds. You know, there was, there was uh, no gloating or, or anything like that. So it's going to be nice to play you again. Like I say, it's going to be like meeting up with a with an old school buddy from the, the last school and having you around for tea, and, I know. Watch, and watching Simpsons afterwards. Um, but I, still <laughs> hope you get, I still hope you lose. <laughs> hey, listen, we'll put friends aside for the next 90 minutes tomorrow night, okay? So. We will indeed. We will indeed. And uh, and if you get your microphone fixed, we'll have you back on for the reverse fixture. Well, I'm, ho I'm hopeful it will do. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, this is the last. This will be the one more upgrade that I'll need, okay? Along with a boom arm will make a difference. If you say. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Carl, except for tomorrow. Take care, buddy. Speak to you yeah, soon. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Thanks guys. Carl. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.
Oh, so can, you did it better than me. What was he called, <laughs> that guy? You you know the one I mean, don't you? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That that's the one. That's Norman the one. Collier. Yeah. That's it, Norman Collier. He used to be on the good old days. My God, do you remember that? Do you remember the good old days? I do, mate. I do. I remember. Uh, weren't you in the audience once? Yeah, I was, and I still got those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was my moment on the telly. Of course, you must be struggling without the limelight that you used to get ringing that bell in the wheel tappers and shunters club. I do indeed. Yeah, yeah. Great days. Great days. Uh, another time, wasn't it? Different times. Different Colin times. Crompton, that one was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. And who was the host? Do you remember? Well, Colin Crompton and a good old uh, Mr. Politically Correct himself, Bernard Manning. <laughs> Can you imagine Bernard Manning today? Yeah. It doesn't bear thinking about. Are you going tomorrow, sir? I'll be there. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah, going to be a tough game, I think, and uh, a nervy one. A nervy. Yeah, I'm just looking up at my clock here, and apparently it's quarter to seven on my big clock. But I think my batteries. I've got batteries going everywhere on me today. That was my problem with my keyboard earlier. My batteries have gone. Um, but look, fingers crossed for tomorrow. I think we're going to do it. I really do. Um, but if we don't. Then it's look, it's Leeds who are in third, and we're still going to be top yeah. anyway, aren't we? So exactly, win win, win win, chicken dinner, whatever they say. All the best, mate. Thanks very Cheers, much for mate. coming on. I'm going to go off now and try and think of a really difficult question for you next week. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Take care, everybody. Cheers, mate. See Cheers. you soon. Thank bye, you. everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. So thanks to Craig um, for coming on. Really appreciate his time. And I shall get him back for that question. He's not going to get away with it, believe you me. Uh, and we're going to be here tomorrow night from 7.15 uh, when we'll be doing the watch along. And I will be joined, obviously, by our friend who's big down under. No, that's not Brad. That's Luke from Perth in Australia. And, uh, and Brad, of course, himself will be joining us tomorrow. And Brad will be joining us in half an hour when we will be doing the Prediction League. Um, and uh, um, we, we look forward. Please don't go. It's only 30 minutes away. Hang around. Don't touch that dial, as they say. But look, if you've been watching, thank you very much. If you've been in the chat, thanks so very much. Thanks to Craig and Luke for joining us. And thanks to everybody who has been listening on the old podcast. This has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. This is Arnie. See you in half an hour. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.